I recently had an experience where I thought I was setting an intention and tried to keep my expectations in check as I awaited the potential outcome. When the outcome was contrary to what I expected, I went internal to reflect on how I handled myself leading up to it and if there was a cause and effect. This spawned questions about the entire process leading to a discussion on how to properly set an intention and why disappointment typically follows expectations. Let's journey. With Aaron and Alexander. Uncovering our authentic self through self awareness, conscious communication, and emotional responsibility. Alexander, welcome. So I'm coming to you because I have a question, and I think this is very valuable because a lot of people out there are listening to the podcast getting a good handle on what the philosophy is all about and trying to utilize it within their life. But then often, as I've found, there are little situations that I encounter on a daily or weekly basis where I'm still having issues deciphering uh, or arriving at a a perspective on how to look at something or how to um, utilize the philosophy to help me better understand what's happening and then if I need to take any action on that. So this deals with something that we've kind of chatted about in the last few months where I have a house in Connecticut that I purchased uh, seven years ago and then in a couple years I realized that I wanted to move south, a warmer climate, more land, Mm -hmm. and kind of live more closer to the earth. Uh, And so I bought that, left rented it out, tried to sell it a few times, had some complications, found other renters. Mm-hmm. Recently, those renters left, which I could have looked at it as, oh man, you know, these I had really good renters who took care of the property, didn't bother me for much, mm-hmm. really took care of it. And so I was sad to see them go, but I utilized the philosophy to then look at this as, you know, maybe this is my chance to finally sell it. You know, maybe this right. is... So rather than look at it, Look at it as uh, an inconvenience. I looked at it as, uh, you know, possibly the universe um, for everybody involved. You know, they're they're moving on, and I have the opportunity to sell the house and move on with my life, cutting ties with this thing that seems to be sucking energy. Mm -hmm. It's always in the back of my head worrying about it, you know, 700 miles away. So as you know, I uh, put it on the market, got a signed contract. Things seem to be going pretty easy in the process which is um, unlike my other two experiences of buying property. I've always had really big issues, and it's always been really chaotic and and, uh, time-consuming. And this seemed to be going easy, and and I've had to catch myself to not question, you know, what could go wrong and get in that mindset, because I feel like that's inviting something to go wrong. But we got all the way through the inspection process and um, agreed to terms on that. 
and I kind of forgot about the last process, but then um, it came in that the last step is the bank uh, having an appraisal to check the value to make sure that you know the loan is 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 uh, under the value of the house. And so I was like, I remember thinking, oh, you know, okay, now this is the last step, and I don't understand how appraisals work. I mean, I get how they work, but how they come up with the number is just like, it's like somebody's opinion, really. And, and the way they do it is kind of like odd to me. But I was like, watch this, you know. I, so I got to, I, I don't know if it's realistic or negative, but I was like, you know, I was just preparing myself for it to come back under. And mm-hmm. sure enough, uh, a couple of days ago, it came back 10 or 15,000 under, which is just baffling to me because you know, it was only like five or six years ago when I bought it and it was, you know, 10 to 20 above the price that right. we settled for. So the fact that it could have fell 50,000 and uh, in the email that I got from my, my real estate agent, she mentioned a few things that the guy seemed to be misunderstood on. And, and but my, my lawyer said that it probably won't make much difference with the price. So it's, I don't know much more, but I just know, um, that I was reviewing how I was handling this in my head during the whole process. And I, I, I knew this internally, and I would even speak to you and my girlfriend and, and anybody that, that happened to ask me about it. Uh, I knew that, that anything could happen, and I was, I was preparing myself. like I was not allowing myself to celebrate Mm-hmm. at all until I signed that paperwork because I knew through my past experiences that anything could happen. Right. So I've just been confused. I guess I've fallen into, did I invite this to happen based on being realistic and thinking that anything could happen rather than sending positive energy to it? I, I feel like I've tried to stay neutral while also being realistic, but not having any expectations one way or another, and I, I don't, I'm just confused on: Did I invite something in, or is this just it just happened, and that's I, you know, I need to accept it. Mm-hmm. So, so my question to you is: How do we balance when we when we have something that we want? So I wanted to sell the house to somebody, and somebody was willing to buy it. We both want to come together for this specific purpose. We agreed on a price. I know there's a bunch of hoops that need to be, you know, a bunch of government stuff. How do we manage the energy to give us the best case scenario for the outcome that we desire? Great explanation and lead into to that question. We have to recognize that as being different types of people, we do approach these things in different ways. Uh, We will be a little more specific because we do know your type and that information being a generator. So this is a question that many other people have attempted to just give general information that seems to supposedly just work for everyone the same. And I approach this very differently in a general format. What I suggest with that is. Uh, What we've discussed in a past episode is the difference between intention and expectation. The main difference between intention and expectation is disappointment always has to be connected to expectation. You're going to experience disappointment if you create expectations. But 
if you just set an intention and you trust that everything's in divine order, one of the, our pillars of this work, your intention is for the overall good of everyone involved, then to me, that is the most pure way to look to be open for an exchange if it's the right time for the exchange and if it's not going to become a burden for these other people because the energy don't just stop. The connection doesn't just stop after the transaction's done. Just like the act of making love from time to time creates a child and then you're forever connected to that other person. So we're going to stay out of the so-called positive and negative but carrying that view of the overall good of everyone involved means that you are considering each and every person that's involved in this step. And that's a lot different from carrying a want of, I just want to sell this house. Now, everyone has the right to do that. But once again, we're talking about how this affects us energetically and others around us energetically, which is tied into our emotional uh, reactions, which is tied into eventually our physical health. So acceptance is very important with this. How you approached it wasn't necessarily wrong, of course. It was another experience to put in your bank of knowledge. But I was with you through a fairly large majority of discussing these steps uh, as the, you know, the house process was happening and you even had another energy that came in that showed interest right after the buyer and we discussed that a little bit privately uh, and we did discuss that in an energetic way that every time a person or a situation inserts it changes the frequency of the song and I'm calling the experience the song so we can look to be strong in our vision of what we're looking to experience. And that is that you would like to feel this relief of this property off of your shoulders. And of course that will happen at the right time. It just not may not be at the preferred time. And when an exchange happens to where it is truly a reciprocation and a win-win for everyone involved, then you know, what follows after that is just uh, supportive energy, uh, if you want to call it so-called positive or uplifting energy, for once again, everybody involved. But if you happen to gain and someone else loses in that situation, um, then you have the free will to choose whether you believe that affects you or you can look at it from an energetic standpoint that we are all connected and wherever someone is suffering, especially if we have had an interaction with them and possibly gained from that, it's going to have repercussions. And this is where guilt comes in, uh, emotions such as fear. Uh, these emotions start to flood in. So by approaching any situation with that attitude of I'm just setting an intention that my intention is to sell this house so that I no longer have to carry the burden, the financial burden uh, or the upkeep of it, the responsibility of it. And I think it helps to state that as purely and as pinpointed as possible. But then you let it go and say, but I trust that the transition that happens, I ask for it 
to be for the overall good of everyone involved. And in that situation, it typically in the past has given me a sense of relief, a sense of relaxation. And when those obstacles or those potholes kind of show up, it doesn't ruin our drive, so to say. We just may slow down a little bit. We may uh, want to pay more attention. We want to stay in a vibration that is feeding us rather than one that is uh, deteriorating us. And that's what the fear, the worry, the concern, all of that can create. And when people go out here, you know, attempting to manifest and create just everything that they want, been proven, you know, over and over and over that there are repercussions. Everything has a cost. So most anywhere where most people are benefiting, there is someone paying the cost for that benefit. And we we talk in our culture from time to time about this, um, whether it's white privilege or just uh, uh, being a, an average American is a privilege uh, where the third world countries are considered. So we have to be realistic about our wants and, you know, stay in gratitude about how things are. And that seems to bring that match of who you need to for this to be a win-win because once again part of our journey here from my perception or from this philosophy's perception is that we're here to learn we're here to grow and we've already agreed that we only learn and grow through friction so that's why these obstacles that come to us when we when we see that how we handled it didn't seem to give us the result we're looking for then we look to tweak that But we want to, I feel like, stay in that vibration of the overall good for everyone involved rather than vibration of just what I want. Now getting to you specifically, we know that you are a generator such as myself and that we know what we don't like better than what we do like. We know what's not going to work uh, before we find what is going to work. So when we have a recognition of a possibility of something happening, That does not mean that we are manifesting that. And this is the language that is in a lot of books and other teachers out there that speak very generally about the process of manifestation. And in this work, you know, I share that we do it five different ways. And part of your manifestation is sifting through the potential uh, hurdles or downfalls. That actually helps you to cope with the situation. So here's the way that I explain this in a general format and with a different subject analogy. If you go to the beach to swim in the ocean, it is wise to be aware and to consider that there are sharks in the ocean. Now, one doesn't have to go into fear with that recognition. So what I suggest to people is go to the beach, sit on the beach and look at the water. Then set an intention of, I would really like to enjoy that water. Is it for my highest good to get in that water? Because I do know there's sharks out there. And then sit with a feeling that comes, not the mind trying to figure it out. Yes, it's safe or no, for whatever reason. See, it doesn't have to be sharks. It could be a jellyfish out there that you might potentially step on. Or it could be some rough coral that's on the bottom that you may slice your foot. So this is why I like to tell everybody to pause around what you want. Sit with it and ask, 
a question and then see if an answer doesn't come. This is very different from willing things to happen. There are times that we need to persevere and will things to happen. But there's times that learning to trust and be in that overall good of everyone involved, even if you don't get what you want, you still get fed because you're still in that vibration of, no, I'm pure in my intention. And whether no matter how it works out, I'm pure that my intention wasn't a selfish just for me. It was for the overall good of everyone involved. Now, other people are designed to just manifest whatever they want, but it happens differently and they have different experiences than you experienced in this situation. And many times for approximately 8% of the population, they have the availability for other people to just make it happen for them. And these are a lot of the people that write the books about manifestation, and it does work for them, but it creates a lot of frustration in other areas. And that level of manifestation has a very, very high cost as well. When you were talking about thinking about it in the way of everybody involved, I mean, that that feels good, and I did feel a slight feel of relief when you said that and in, in me thinking about holding that energy throughout the process that seemed to feel right. I was, I'm just trying to figure out whether there was anything that I did. Like, is there a direct correlation between how I handled it and this happening? And I guess I, we can't know that for sure. So We can't know, but uh, looking at, you know, this from a frequency standpoint is the answer is absolutely that, you know, we are connected. We're all connected. And how we react, what we do has an effect on the situation. At the same time, if you, you know, do follow that everything's in divine order, all we can do is play our role and we can't do anything wrong. The so-called right and wrong comes in the judgment. So this is why I suggest to stay in intention rather than your wants. And when you're in intention, then to me that's uh, viewed as you get in an inner tube on the river and you float with the river. Or you have the willpower to get in that inner tube and try to swim upriver. And you can do it. And you can do it further than anyone else has ever done it. And if that's what will make you feel good, then I say go do that. But I myself enjoy um, just picking my hands and feet up and floating in that river and looking up at the beautiful sky. and But still being aware of my surroundings that I see that, say, an obstacle like a boulder or stone is in the water or a log, then all I have to do is simply put my hand or my foot in the water and use it like a rudder. I still don't have to do all the work, or I can. This is the analogy of life. When you find that flow of life, you're in the flow. This doesn't have to necessarily be connected with monetary gain equals success. Because that's not success for everyone. But when you're in that flow of life, opportunities do present themselves. Not all of them work out. But once again, if you're in the attitude of the highest good of everyone involved, then there's never any disappointment. And so this has been my journey now for about 22 years to wind up in this position uh, sharing this work in this way and with my private clients and developing this philosophy and sharing it in a way that isn't to disprove anyone else's work. It's really a conglomeration of many, many, many people's works and me just presenting it in 
a consolidated way that seemed to help me process through things. Other generators seem to resonate with this uh, way a little bit more than certain other types. And we do our best simultaneously to speak in a language that every different type can receive from. So all that's important, but taking the pressure off of ourselves, and I will say that again, take the pressure off of ourselves of making a wrong decision, but carry responsibility for our decisions. But there's a difference between pressure and responsibility, just as there is a difference between um, consciousness and unconsciousness, difference between polarity and duality, but they coexist. Learning to, you know, learn from our experiences without getting into, I did something right, I did something wrong, but simply going, oh, I see next time, this is what I'll do. So we learn to tweak just a little bit at a time, and we're back to gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. Uh, and, and, you know, I will touch on this that, you know, when that third energy came in, it was actually someone else that was interested in your home. Uh, and they actually verbally said something like, I hope the house doesn't sell. Yeah, and I can, I can, I wanted to get into that because I, because that, that is an interesting piece of this. And I f- would like to think that I didn't allow this to affect the outcome, but it possibly could because I did allow it in. Yes, you even entertained it, would yes. you say? Yeah, yeah. So, because uh, I did, we, we did discuss this when it happened because um, that was another point of this uh, that I had questions for. But, but long story short, while I'm in the process of uh, selling it contractually, uh, this this lady goes and sees the house, loves it from the outside and the location sees that the house is empty, goes to the neighbor, asks for my contact information. Uh, when she saw it, there was not a for sale sign because we had already signed the contract. So she contacts me and expresses how much she desires to move into the home. She wants to rent it, not buy it. I expressed to her that my number one intention is to sell it. And that's my goal. So, But she... Whether it was her energy, she was a charmer, and I felt like we resonated, but she was overly expressive, and I feel like when I don't know somebody and they're overly expressive, I'm comfortable with that for whatever reason because they're not stand you know standoffish. Right. I can read them a little more. I can feel how warm they are. So I fall into that and and give energy back, sure. and, and so I'm really bad at at not thinking. Uh, on the fly, like like we talk about um, surprises, like if somebody comes to your door and asks you a question, that I'm not good at thinking on my feet. So this is kind of the opposite, not like a negative or a question you think about, but a surprise energy that you weren't expecting. And she, so they they had a desire to rent the house. And so in my head, I'm like, okay, well, if my contract falls through, it's going to be, you know, we're getting into autumn and up north, it gets cold. So I ideally need to have that house rented before the winter because you don't want to you don't want to have it empty over mm-hmm. winter. So in my head, I'm like, oh, this is great. Maybe I attracted this as a backup plan. And so we discussed it. Uh, you know, I told her that my intentions, but I was like, okay, well, you know, we'll keep in contact. And um, I got off the phone. I was energized by the conversation because I was like, oh, this is cool. I 
didn't even have to worry about what would happen if the contract didn't go through. Mm-hmm. And I, I did mention it to my girlfriend, and she initially had this gut reaction that was negative. She was like, whoa, I don't, I don't like the energy. Because I'm like all you know, happy about it and like, oh, you know, you'll never guess what just happened. And she's like, wait a minute. And, you know, she's very grounded with these types of things and I'm very high in the sky getting lost in it. And so she grounded me. And and of course, whenever somebody uh, cuts my candle out, Mm -hmm. I get kind of reactive and I'm like, oh, it's kind of a letdown. And, And so I struggle with entertaining their view, but eventually I'm like, okay, well, maybe... Maybe she was right, and I kind of just, like, internalized. And then the next day, this person um, contacts me through text and says uh, she enjoyed the conversation we had. Uh, Really looking forward to uh, renting the place. In even going as far as saying that she has been praying for my contract to fall through. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, immediately created... changed your vibration. Yes. Well, because I had already been looking at it a different light. And when I saw that same forceful energy, which I didn't see initially because it was disguised as like very energetic and on the phone, you kind of have a different reaction than reading it in text. But in text, when I I can see how large it was. Mm -hmm. And it kind of reminds me of my dad's energy sometimes where he's just very large, you know, not thinking about the the other person. Yes. And so I saw it in a different light, and I was like, wait a minute, whoa, you know, this person definitely doesn't, doesn't care about what my intention was that I told her. Uh, her. She's interested in her wants. Yeah, exactly. So, so I sent back, and I was like, whoa, you know, I'm, I'm probably not going to be a happy camper if it falls through, and, and please, please do not practice any voodoo or anything like that to, you know make this happen in your way. And, and she did say, okay, well, you know, I, I do pray to angels, but, um, I'll just let things go where they might. And, and so I was like, okay, that, that energy feels better. And we left it at that. And, uh, you know, a week or two later, she checked in to, to see how, uh, or to see if there's any more information on the status of the house. And, uh, I didn't get didn't get back to her right away. And then, so she sent another, another message and another message. And it was kind of like that desperate, that desperation energy, which is now a huge turnoff. And then, and I, uh, discussed with you on how I should, uh, react back to her and just professionally and mm-hmm. neutrally, uh, say that, you know, you'll just get back when there's more information. So we can talk about how I invited that third energy in and, and getting with the, the three, the energy of the three, uh, and how that could have possibly interfered with the outcome. But thinking about that now, because I don't know what's going to happen with the contract. It's not dead, but mm-hmm. I haven't, you know, they're working on it on their end to see what, what they can do. Uh, but I have gone into, well, I will say that when I read the email with the information on it, I kind of just laughed because I've been... I guess being what I call realistic and just going over what could happen so that there wasn't a letdown if it did happen. And again, I don't know if that is playing a negative, sending out a, that vibe that it could happen. Because when when people ask me, like my mom asked me, you know, what's the status of your house? Have you sold it yet? 
because she doesn't understand how long it takes. So, you know, over the process of two months, like every week, she's asking me. And I'm just like, Mom, nope, they're still working on it. And uh, I'm not getting excited until it's all signed. So I don't know if even saying that, speaking that, you know, because I do have the throat chakra. Yeah, you do have the throat chakra activated. And uh, so it is important how you say things. This is being creative and working on that second chakra just below your navel. Uh, one of our easiest places to be creative is in our words and how we explain things. In this language and how we use our words is what builds the energy toward either attracting something in or you being pulled to match a frequency of something or someone to be pulled into it. Is what you are thinking or what you're doing lifting your vibration up? Or is it lowering it down? All negative emotions lowers your vibration. The so-called positive emotions can pick them up, but you don't need emotions for that. All you need is contentment, peacefulness, a love inside your own heart, not an external, that unconditional love that we just did a podcast on. So we don't need these emotions to have this kind of stimulation. And this is the whole point of learning to manage them, to stay in feeling more than the emotion of it. So when people are asking us things like, uh, hey, has your house sold yet? What's going on with it? For you to just say something like, you know, I just really trust that it'll sell when it's the right time. And uh, I look forward to that day. But for right now, I'm I'm good with uh, how things are progressing. If you can see the difference between that of saying that multiple times, that's no airy-fairy hoodoo voodoo stuff. It's not a positive Pollyanna to me. It's just truly staying in that intention, but accepting that I don't know what's for the overall good of everyone involved, but I am clear on, yes, I allowed my energy to get a little distracted, which is very common for a three, five profile in the human design, because that three is wants that creativity, that, that newness, so they can get distracted very quickly and get off of their intention easily. So I happen to feel that I would suggest that that's why that energy came in was as another temptation to go, or you can get interested in this. And the fact was, is that you did. Uh, we can justify it and say, oh, well, that was just going to be a backup plan. But now that you've gone through this whole process, more than likely you're in question of whether you really want that person to be in the, the, that backup plan. So this is why every step of the way, as you're communicating it with the person of interest or your mother or a friend, the answer should be very similar and very consistent because the fact is we don't know. We don't have those answers of why externally. Why isn't your house selling? Well, that's way too many variables to get into. But to simply have somebody say, I don't understand why your house isn't selling. And to be able to say, you know, that's outside of my understanding as well. But I do trust that it'll sell when this right time. And if I need to do more to put energy toward that, I'm willing to. Uh, but I feel good about the direction that it's going. And as you know, a distraction comes in or another opportunity, you have to remind yourself of that original intention and then go, well, this is my intention now, but I would be open to, you know, having your contact information and that hypothetically, if anything did change, then I would contact you. Um, otherwise, you know, I hope you find the house of your dreams. 
that is still staying within that language of the overall good of everyone involved. And so each one of these situations of how you respond to a person, and remember that the generator's strategy is to respond to life. So this is a big key here specifically for for Aaron that as the distractions come in, that we learn to stay focused on the true intention and our path that we're headed towards while recognizing, respecting, and redirecting the three R's we've talked about in the past uh, in past podcasts. So you want to recognize, just as I was saying the analogy at the beach, you want to recognize that there are sharks out there. You want to respect those sharks. And then you want to go internally to see if they're a threat. You redirect the energy because the energy could go into fear. It could go into many different directions emotionally. But that's not, the whole point of all of this work is to stay out of those extremes of the emotions to be tempted and to stay on course. I had a gentleman one time that, that explained sin to me as anything that takes you off your path. I don't, that hit me in my core that, you know, when you set an intention and this is what I'm doing, you know, with that third chakra, I've brought this up in past uh, episodes of the balance between trust and willpower. And that's a big question for most people is know when to trust, know when to will things to happen. And one way I suggest people look at that is when you set a new intention, then be prepared to persevere for at least three obstacles that come your way. If you haven't set a new intention or direction and you keep running into a certain kind of blockage, that may be worth taking a step back and trusting that, hey, this isn't the right time or the right place, the right person. Uh, so so that's how to discern between that, that trust and willpower. But this is a good example of as soon as you set this intention – that, oh, I've got one to sell this house. Now I have people interested in this house. Now this third energy comes in to go, hey, will you be distracted over here and be interested in me just renting it? And you like, like we just discussed, realistically, honestly, the energy shifted and you went in that direction. You were excited. You got brought back, uh, grounded, so to say, with some uh, different perceptions of it. You started looking at it differently and then you started receiving you know, the messages in a different way. So whether it is, you know, someone that we don't know or somebody that we're close to, we need to just consistently be aware of how easily our perception, our energies can shift by what somebody says or does. And this is in previous episodes, I've talked about standing in your power, knowing who you are and what you represent. And these are those little challenges that come in from time to time that all the greats have persevered. All of the, the Gandhis, Yoganandas, Jesus, Buddha, all these great, great teachers, they persevered through all of these challenges. And that's what I'm calling to people now. If you want to hold that that strong vibration, that higher vibration, then be able to do it in the storm. It helps in how we go into something like that and the energy that we hold. And that's what I'm looking for is the examples. And this is just a good real life example that you're being kind enough to share vulnerably here to show what you've learned 
And, you know, hopefully that is that once I set an intention, I'm going to prepare for obstacles because my life has proven that that's going to happen. My goal is to stay on course while recognizing and respecting being open to whatever's coming in, but not allowing it to shift my energy. And the same as we go into sharing something. So you went in to share with your girlfriend, probably with an excited energy. And then when she just brought some some just basic uh, ways to look at it, it felt a lot more harsh because of how high you were. Yeah. So once again, we're back into those emotions. And yeah. and I would want to reiterate for all of those new listeners that we on this show, we talk about emotional processing, not emotional stuffing. We are emotional beings and we're designed to experience emotions, but we're designed to process them and we can learn to manage them to where it's not shifting our energy because that's what's helping us reach toward wellness. So through this um, roller coaster ride with this house of this latest edition, you know, you've gone through um, multiple different emotions. And I'm willing to say, or I'll ask, would you say that however high you went, then when you got brought back down, you had to experience that level of so-called low or doubt or concern? Because that's normally the way that it works is to however high we jump to being excited then when the disappointment comes or somebody pops our balloon with some realistic verbiage or um, opinion it can feel more damaging when in that situation when the person that loves us is just trying to get us to see a more realistic view Um, so what would you say to that well throughout the whole process i was able to contain my excitement um of getting a contract signed. And so when I found out about this, the fall was, there was barely anything. It was like, it was like a, I could feel it in my chest a little bit, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't, I didn't have a huge emotional reaction. Because you had managed that that high, but you were a little high when you talked to your girlfriend. Well, it was, um, the high was when after I talked to that lady because it was something so, so unexpected and it was like, it was like the, a perfect backup plan and so because it was outside of my intention i it wasn't it wasn't on my radar as far as keeping my guard up it was just something totally unexpected mm-hmm. and that's where i struggle with you know uh keeping <laughs> keeping uh things um contained Can as I, far as emotional swings yeah and with that you know something i'd like to suggest is just Every time you go to share something with someone, take a moment to just prepare that they're more than likely not going to have the same perception that I do about this. So I'm just going to be open to their perception, but I'm not going to allow their perception to throw me into fear, to throw me into any kind of reaction. We're back to the three R's. I'm going to recognize them and I'm going to respect them. And then I'm going to redirect the energy. I don't care how they're directing it toward me, whether it's in a loving way or an aggressive way. We, the less we work, the more we work toward being uh, affected less and less by other people's reactions, then the more centered, the more focused, uh, the more present that we can be, and the longer we can hold that vibration of that original intention. Otherwise, you can see how kind of wishy-washy it is when someone has an intention and they spend a lot of time 
uh, getting that clear and then get distracted with something that comes in another opportunity or another person. I see this in relationships a lot as well, that uh, two people will get together and then, um, you know, everything will be going good. And then they'll, one of them will have another opportunity come up uh, and they're distraught on whether to like take it or not, or somebody, some people just take it right away. And once again, it's not always, uh, negative when someone does that because some people are here to experience uh, many different partners or lovers and it's not necessarily a judgment on them. Some people are here not designed to be married and really are designed to be focused more on professionalism and things like that. So we have to get out of this mindset of thinking that there's one way that relationships, there's one way that business transactions should go down. And if it don't go down the way that we want it to, then we did something wrong. Um, that uh, is a devastating mindset rather than, you know, moving forward with that understanding that everything is in divine order. I've gone through a lot of loss in my life, and that's one uh, knowing that has pulled me out of that to know that, you know, in order for me to continue to prosper and grow, I had to focus on what I had with my wife that passed uh, 10 years ago rather than what I lost. And this is the power of our perception. So that didn't mean that there wasn't ever a time that I got distracted and wanted to go into some kind of um, victim mentality or or poor me kind of thing. But when it came in, I would do the three R's. I would recognize it, respect it, be with it, emote it, get it out, but then redirect it to, man, let me put my mind on what I had. And what we got to experience and that most people on this planet will go through their whole lifetime and not even have a concept of what I actually got to experience. So we can't hold on to things. And that's what creates most of our suffering is holding wanting things to either stay the way that they are or just wanting them to be the way that we want them to be, which is extremely unrealistic. Or we have the opportunity to see life as it is to gradually make changes and to completely change our world into the world that we want to be involved with, not the world that we want to dominate or fix or judge, but to be in resonance with. And this is what I happen to feel like contentment and peacefulness comes from, is being able to find your resonance in this song, this universal song that's going on. And all you need to do is find your musical note. And that's what I happen to feel that this life is about, is about honing that musical note rather than being 20 different notes and not knowing how you fit into the orchestra. So as well, this isn't a limiting view to me because with anything like a football team, for example, You can have a star player, but that star player can't beat the other 11 members on the team on the opposite offense or defense. You need your team to do that so you're stronger as a team. And this is the way our energy is. The more we stay focused, the more we stay with our intention while being flexible like a tree and not focusing on our wants, the more that energy builds over time and actually develops into something. And then there's other types like manifestors and manifesting generators that can manifest things very, very quickly, but lots of times they burn out very quickly. And so they go through this 
a startup teardown thing over and over and over because they can have an inclination to want to skip steps. And with us being generators, we can have an inclination to always look for the obstacle or the problem. But we have a two different choices with that, either to be looking and carrying a solution-oriented view or a fearful view. And right now, what I think you were experiencing at a different level was the oscillation kind of between those two different views and going, how do I hold on to this view? So hopefully in this podcast, we have covered this because uh, this is just the example that can be utilized in almost any area of anyone's life. And uh, there's nothing wrong with standing strong in what you would like to experience. But I have proven through my life and through observing nature that things have to happen due to the law of polarity and us all being connected. And our happiness and contentment lies in our peacefulness of that level of acceptance um, to be in that vibration. And with the tools that we have, this is just to help people figure out uh, some of these questions. And hopefully, I think you would say that, you know, as you've uh, learned some of these tools, that it has helped you through some of this processing. But as we see, we're always going to have questions because there's no end to it, no end to the depth of this. The beautiful thing is you have the rest of your life to practice it. So what does it feel like to practice this philosophy fully throughout something like I've just experienced? Because uh, I feel like it was a constant internal um, acknowledging of the different energies or or different uh, reactions within me, but having to keep telling myself, you know, okay, well, you know, we need to stay on course. Okay, you know, we like with the third party coming in and um, maybe I could feel myself going into some sort of um, excitement because we're getting closer to the time and just being like, okay, quiet down. It's, you know, we're not there yet. There's still things that, you know, we have to get through still some hurdles or, and then uh, when something comes up, you, you feel a little bit of fear come in. And so you're like, okay, fear, you know, we, we still, you know, mm-hmm. it's not over yet. So that constant struggle, does that ever go away? Because sometimes when you describe contentment, it feels like you're on the beach with a margarita. Mm-hmm. And so I want to, I want to frame it realistically for people so they know what it, what it actually is. And it's not, uh, or maybe it is a cakewalk when you right. when you finally no, reach that. Yeah, yeah um, great question, and uh, certainly want to clear that up. That that as we're going through this, it is a practice, as we've discussed, and in previous episodes, I've mentioned that anything that you want to change the way that you are experiencing life, uh, you start practicing a different way, and you practice it at least a hundred times, and you will fail many times in that hundred times. But I can almost guarantee with anybody on the planet that if they practice something a hundred times, they will be better at it. That does not mean that they will be as good as they hypothetically want to be. So just go practice a hundred more times. And the fact is, being uh, repetitious beings, anything that we do repetitiously, we get better at. So staying out of the judgment of right and wrong, but just um, I like to, this is where I like to interject 
you know, no need for apologies in this life. Like anytime someone says they're sorry to me, uh, first of all, I want to relieve them from that because of what that word even implicates. But what I'm looking for is, uh, no, I've learned I won't do that again. And uh, or no mas. I'm not going down that road anymore. And uh, that way, I know that I played an important role in their life. But now, because I didn't emotionally react, it was able for them to see it in a different light. And hopefully that has created a change. So getting back specifically to the question that you were asking is that, no, it's not necessarily a cakewalk unless you truly practice this enough and long enough to where as those thoughts come in, see, as soon as you have a thought of excitement, as long as you just go, well, then a thought of disappointment or worry has to come in as well because they're they're equal here. So I'll allow that in whenever it comes. But I'm going to, I realize that how much to the degree that I focus on this excitement and put energy into it and share it, then when the other comes, I've got to pay that amount of that emotion in the other way. So, yes, uh, one thing that I suggest is that celebration, you know, in a however somebody wants to celebrate it. Um, I happen to feel that celebration, true celebration is an internal thing and not an external thing. And when you're able to celebrate with somebody uh, with less expression you gain more depth but that's developing together with someone so and that does take a long large amount of time so with these situations every time a situation comes in life you just create a uh, process that yes i think you did good to manage your emotions to not get excited any more than you did um, about the sale but then as soon as that distraction came in you did allow yourself to get a little excited about having a backup plan for the sale. So we don't want to focus that you did anything wrong, just a recognition of, hey, I managed it here. Good job, Aaron. But here <laughs> it was the distraction and everything that came with that distraction is what brought in all a different vibration. And that's what I really want you to and the people listening to recognize is that that's what changed that vibration. So life is about setting that intention, accepting that I'm probably going to have obstacles and distractions to come my way, and I want to recognize them, respect them, and then decide if I need to redirect them or not. And decide on whether it's going to redirect is whether it's in alignment with your intention or not. If it's in alignment with your intention, then it's more than likely going to support that. But if it's not in alignment with your intention, because your intention with the house was not to either sell it or rent it, that's not what you told me. It was to sell it. So then my suggestion is when that that distraction or that little shiny thing gets dangled in front of you, you say, hey, thank you. Let me get your information. We don't need to engage very much because I'm clear in my intention. And I'm going to stay focused on this intention until it either happens or doesn't happen. And then I will set a new intention and go down that road. So, you know, I go ahead and accept that everyone's not going to resonate with uh, with these ways, with these words. Some people see it as too passive. And uh, I smile at that. 
um, because this is really the some of the toughest work, some of the most challenging work. Um, it's much more than passive. Uh, but what it does is it starts to retrain the subconscious that has already been trained from our traumas in our past. And so we are basically being adults to understand that our parents or grandparents, whoever raised us, did the best that they knew how. They could always do better, but most everyone does the best that they know how. And then as true adults, we step into unlearning a lot of what we were taught young and then taking upon ourselves the responsibility to learn the things that our parents and our schools and our culture left out to become that authentic self that we mentioned in every uh, intro of this podcast. So uncovering our authentic selves, being able to stick our stakes in the ground and be clear in what our intention and what our purpose is, this is all part of that process. But the thing is, is that you do it day in, day out, hardly ever taking any time off from it. Because the fact is, the more you practice it, the better you get at it. And the less that you have to deal with it, because when you get the energetic lesson, you don't have to keep being tempted like that. But life is humorous at best. It will bring it up down the road and say, oh, yeah, what about this? Do you remember this? Do you remember dealing with this? And this is where Jalaluddin Rumi brings in that poem to say, oh, jealousy. There you are, my friend. I haven't seen you in a long time. Come on in. Let's dine together. And that's that's what it is, is that that like uh, this is a perfect example that you did graduate to a certain level to not get overly expressive or or too excited about the sale of the house. But it was that secondary uh, little influence that came in, that distraction that uh, brought in a wave of emotion, which anytime the emotion comes in, it changes the frequency or the vibration of your energetic field. And then uh, compounded with speaking to me about it with your girlfriend, with many different people, you know, you had different levels of reactions, different adjustments. And that's all so-called taking away from that original intention of just selling my house. And if it doesn't, for, if it isn't for the highest good of everyone involved for these people to buy it, then maybe it'll be the next person. And I just want to stay focused on that. Now, in the meantime, I may have to do something realistic and life uh, oriented here and rent it out again or do a month to month or make decisions that are difficult to make in the material and so-called uh, real world. Uh, but not let that take me away from my clear intention. Just like I've been doing this work and and uh, working on this philosophy and ways to help people for a long, long time, but I haven't been supported the whole way. I haven't been embraced the whole way, but I've seen those obstacles as opportunity to strengthen my character, to strengthen the depth of my stake in the earth, and to be clear on my intentions. So one of the most challenging things for me has been any time someone misconstrues something that I do or something that I say. I have a saying that if I do or say anything that rubs you the wrong way, know that something has been misconstrued because I never, ever, ever intend any negativity in any action or in any words that I use. So my 
uh, goal with that was for people to come to me if they did get offended and I could clear it up really quick. Unfortunately, not all of our culture is into conscious communication. So, see, I accept all of that. But I continued to just do my work, to chop my wood, carry my water, to develop this in a way that I knew what my pure intentions was. So if someone judged me, if somebody ridiculed, and I've certainly been through my share, it hurt me so bad, uh, you know, years ago. And part of that was me learning to stand in that power, to be clear in what my intention is and what my stake in the ground is. And to accept that people are going to misconstrue, people are going to react. And my duty is in how I manage that and to show them that I don't feel attacked by you questioning me because I'm here to clear it up. I'm not here to be right. I'm not here to prove anything to anyone. I'm just here to help. And that's what I'm interested in doing. So now that I'm clear in that intention, I'm much more acceptable of people misconstruing my words or my intentions. But I always, given the opportunity, I'm very, very confident that I can always clear it up that whatever the discussion is, I'm interested in the highest good of everyone involved. And so that's the platform that I stand on and continue to uh, promoting this work and to see you shine in doing your own work and to being vulnerable to uh, share with these beautiful people out on the airways real life situations of how to utilize this information because that's what we're interested in not the concept but the actuality of practicing this work day in and day out just to wrap up a few conversations and this this whole thing i just wanted to mention a few things about what we've been talking about in my situation so I felt as if going back to when I was on a high and, and telling my girlfriend about what just happened on the phone, I felt like she popped my bubble. And I've been working on but struggling with listening to her more because I've seen several situations where her intuition is spot on and mine is just awful. Mm-hmm. And so I've been struggling with listening more to her reaction to a situation and taking that advice over my logical feeling or logical uh, conclusion that I've been doing. So one example is like the cryptocurrency where I've invested all this time and research into it. But when I get her gut feeling in the end, she's been right about a few situations. And I thought that my logical and uh, all the time I put in researching would, would, override exactly would yeah. would yield a better result but she's been spot on a bunch of times so through that i've been training myself to remember to take her her reaction and we i mean we've talked about this just asking people or uh showing them a situation and getting their reaction because it's right. they're and not I, invested and i want to interject here and say really what we're uh looking for is their response yeah just as far as words rather than the reaction and how their response makes us yes. react. Yes. 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 And, and uh, I mean, most of the time, her response is when they've yielded what, w- what would have been the, quote, better result for the intentions of those situations. I don't know if it's my ego, but it's always been in conflict because it's in conflict with what I'm thinking at the time, right. not necessarily tapping into what I'm feeling or what I feel. But this is also something that you're interested in in developing, correct? That more of an intuitional feel and getting away from the mind so much 
Yeah, um, I mean, I, ideally, yes, that's where the this that's where this practice is taking me. Right. But I don't always remember that in yes, the situation. Exactly, and that's why you know, utilizing other people around us. Uh, the more open we start being to ourselves carrying the ability to do that, then the more open we are to hearing other people's input with that. And, you know, normally that can be trusted more the less that someone is involved with the situation. And that's why people come to me in my private practice is I don't have uh, any agenda. I don't I'm just helping the people to see things more clearly and while accepting that everyone has their own cross to bear and their own path to walk, and I just want to shine a flashlight. I don't want to fix things for them. I just want to show them possible uh, obstacles that may be coming their way and then give them tools of how to move past those obstacles with the ability to allow it to change their vibration as minimal as possible. And that is, once again, the purpose of you know managing these emotions and seeing that you know, you'll be playing the role on the other side of whether it's with your girlfriend or a friend or someone else to where you see them get excited about something because you're really good at giving a logical grounded view as well. And so so you play that role of the grounding person for other people. And this is the beauty of our differences, people, is that when we actually learn how to utilize each other rather than manipulate and just take advantage of each other. That's where our uh, our beingness will expand, and uh, so that's why I get excited about showing all of these differences that um, we are experiencing. And uh, right now, our culture is really focused on uh, fighting for this equality, and uh, that's necessary the way people are treated as well. But um, I think it's important to recognize the individuality. And to relish in that and to um, to be willing to stand in that power, not in an aggressive way, but in a confident way. And in closing, as we wrap up this conversation, I've just wanted to say that I just had this realization during this talk that it's it's amazing how different life is when you're practicing this philosophy than what I remember before. Uh, almost being in a victim mentality because I can remember, you know, situations like this, like if this happened uh, years ago, I would think, you know, why is why is life happening to me? You just kind of you're just going through life stumbling and everything's or you think all these things are happening to you and you can't figure out why, you know, why can't this just work out? And I'd be lying to to say that I didn't think that a little bit here where just out of frustration, I was like, sure. man, really? Three times? You know, this can't just be easy for me <laughs> once. Um, but uh, when you are utilizing every situation like this in your life as a learning experience, it just, uh, every situation gains so much value and you you change and evolve so much through it so it's not just this negative thing that happened to you right. and and you're gonna like kind of uh wail over it it's it's in it's an opportunity where you're utilizing it to help yourself it's it's a weird thing and I, maybe i'm not no, saying think, it the right I mean, way but hopefully people out there can understand or as they're practicing this understand how 
how uh, important each one of these small things becomes in your evolution. Right, and to see that, like, if you take it in a so-called negative way, how much energy people put into the view of that, the sharing of it, the talking to coworkers, to friends, to their to their housemates, whoever it is, and just perpetuating that energy rather than seeing and searching for what is the lesson here? What can I tweak a little bit? Let's get off of I didn't get what I want. I call it it's the same similar as children that get upset at mom and dad when they take the bucket of jelly beans away. Just because the child wants more jelly beans doesn't mean that that is what they need. And we don't know what we need, and we're very fortunate to not know because I've had experiences in this life that were beyond my ability to create or comprehend even. So if we were just limited really to what we want, this would be a very boring plane. But everyone stays all tore up about not getting what they want, when they want it, from who they want it. And there's way too many want, want, wants. Instead of just learning to be in that river, and to see all the beauty and make slight adjustments here and there. So, you know, this can also be viewed that every little situation is training you for real life things, people. And this is where I really want to um, bring a point home that that these little things like whether a house sells or a car sells or we get a certain type of job or whatever – those types of disappointments is um, very minuscule when you get down to something real such as losing someone you love uh, to death or to uh, a trauma. Um, those become some of the hardest things to comprehend, to work with, and I've experienced many of these in my life, and that's what helps me to look at the small things truly as small and while accepting, as I'm saying this, that those that haven't been through uh, death or very much of that experience, then that makes these smaller things seem bigger. And so uh, I always want to respect that. And I do have that separation that that I've gone through losing all of my grandparents, my very best friend, like a brother, my father, my wife, my mother. And through when and I have friends that are equivalent to my age that haven't even lost a grandparent, much less a friend or a parent or uh, their wife. So when we're talking about death, we're talking about two different subjects. And this is what we need to realize in our conscious communication, raising that to another level, is that our communication really comes down to our life experiences and how well we can relate. And we need to be better at giving people the freedom that know they haven't had the life experiences that I have. And that in this situation, I do respect this because this is a big deal for you. Uh, and it's a great time to practice for something that's much more real that everyone, just about everyone on this plane winds up experiencing. And by this practice is what helps get you out of that, that hole, the hole that I've been in, the, the same as you mentioned, feeling like a victim, feeling like life was happening to you, having everything taken away, only to really truly see in retrospect that it was making me stronger. And it was truly just connected to the perception that I chose. 
And with that, it was to focus on what I had and what I experienced or to focus on what I lost. And this is another situation, the same with you, is that from this situation, you can take away from the experience what you've learned and go, yes, uh, if none of this works out, it's invaluable because now moving forward, not just with selling my house, but in every area of my life, now I have a different way. I have a different process. I've practiced it. I'm better at it then that becomes there is never anything bad or negative that happens because we all have the choice to learn from it, to grow from it, and then to change the vibration from that point moving forward. We appreciate your interest in self-growth, conscious communication, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. The information in this podcast has been developed over 20 years by Alexander in his observation of his personal life, private practice, and professional environments. This information is meant for educational purposes only and is not suggested as a replacement for traditional therapies or medications. As a matter of fact, we suggest to not believe any of this information, nor any of the information out there in the world. Remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. We are looking forward to continuing to provide this information through this platform, and if you are drawn to support us, you can do so by the following. Sharing is caring. Share the podcast with like-minded individuals. Emotional responsibility and energetic wisdom can save the world. If you are drawn to support us monetarily, you can do so by visiting our patron page where you can make a monthly donation in exchange for exclusive Wise Wise perks. You can do this by visiting wise-wise.com slash patron, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Next, you can head over to Alexander's website where you can book private consultations in person, by phone, or on Skype. Find out more information on his live performances, class schedules, products, including birth chart analysis reports and music, and check out more information on his sound therapy tables. To do so, you can visit vibrotune.com, V-I-B-R-O-T-U-N-E.com. Finally, if you have been searching your entire life for consciously created apparel featuring the WiseWise logo apparel, Alexander theme clothing, or other alternative perspective designs, you can head over to Verity's Apparel, where you can find all that and more. That is veritiesapparel.com, V-E-R-I-T-E-E-S-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. We want to thank you for being part of this journey.